and welcome back to the Sweet Things Podcast. I'm Katiri. And I'm Kara. And today we have such a special guest with us. We have Adam Hawk from Big Brother Season 13. We met Adam multiple times at different Big Brother events. We've watched his season. We stay in contact with him for years now. And it was such a pleasure to have him on the show and talk all things Big Brother with him. Yeah, we talked about old school Big Brother, the new Big Brother, how things have changed, everything mm-hmm. in between, honestly. And it's just so great, like we did with Pooch. It's just so great to hear from um, former house guests that are still fans of the show and that just love it so much because we do too. We're such big fans of the show and we love to talk to people that have that same kind of connection that we do with the show. Mm-hmm. Especially people that were on the show and have like that behind the scenes, like exclusive stuff that a regular fan doesn't normally no one thing I really respect about Adam as a person is that like like we said we know him we've met him multiple times but when we met him I think I was literally 14 years old like we were so young yeah like him seeing us as young fans like he welcomed us into that community like with open arms like he took Mm -hmm. time out of his night with like the big brother alumni to hang out with us so so that we like kept that hope that like I don't know that we still love the show even though we weren't allowed inside this bar that was 21 yeah. plus he like opened uh, he like welcomed us with open arms and it just makes us love the show and the community that much more mm-hmm. we talk about it in the episode how we met and everything um but I feel like we could touch on it go a little more in depth about it yeah why not just oh, a, okay, a little so, intro so in the episode we talk about how we met Adam um it was kind of a random thing that happened because Katiri and her brothers flew in to New York the day the day of the season premiere of season 15 I think it was I think so yeah and they flew in they went to take naps I was just scrolling on Twitter you know looking up the big brother hype for the season premiere that night and I saw that there was a premiere party that night in the city and when they woke up we're like we're going we have to go whatever We get there, we're not old enough to get in the bar. We're all probably just like teenagers at the time. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so we couldn't get in, but Adam came out and met us. All the other like big brother players were so nice. They came out, they talked to us, took pictures with us. And it was just a really cool time. And ever since we've gone, I think to almost every single premiere party that has happened. Yeah, and I feel like now the premiere parties have grown so much. Like where mm-hmm. you've talked about it in several episodes, where that now they're like Big Brother and Survivor people, and like yeah. everyone from like all these sh- reality shows. But back then it was like so small. Like Adam talked about, like they were like so much mm-hmm. smaller back then, and it was just so cool to be like part of that whole thing. And I feel like it really was fate, like that we flew in that day. Yeah, and, like, we went to the premiere party. It was just like everything worked out so perfectly, and I feel like we have a great even though we've never been on the show, I really do feel like we're part of like this small community in some way. Yeah, like we also, we talk about this also in the episode, but like we've known Adam now, I guess it's like nine years since we first met him, I think. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But like, we like remember like when his daughter was born, like he sees like us like growing and like doing things. So it's kind of like, it's like we created a friendship. And even with some other players, like, we've met before like we'll keep in touch with so yeah it's really cool it's it's unique and one thing I feel like we both love so much about Big Brother is like the friendships that come after it like Mm -hmm. seeing the players be friends and everything so 
this is our little taste of that. <laughs> <laughs> Even though we can't be there with the with the cast when they are partying in Vegas after the season, this is our little <laughs> this is our party. little party. <laughs> <laughs> I really have met so many players through these premiere parties. We mm-hmm. met Adam and then Portia that was on his season. We've met Brendan mm-hmm. and Rachel, Ian, Enzo. Enzo, yeah. I, we've met so many awesome people. Yeah. And it's honestly, it's all thanks to Adam. He's the one that yeah. together these pre- puts together these premiere parties and year after year, more more people show up and yeah. So it's all thanks to Adam. Thank you, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you, Adam, for coming on our podcast. We really hope you enjoyed this interview with him because we enjoyed it. We love getting to talk to him. We love talking about Big Brother. So here it is. So what's the sitch? All right. So I guess we wanted to start off by we're going to talk about how we met, but we wanted you to introduce yourself first. Let everyone who might not know, tell us who you are and why we have you here, because it's a big deal for us. We we love the show. You love the show. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah it, it, it's uh, so just get right into it. We'll just, yep. just so for those of you that don't know what that name underneath my head says, Adam Pock, I was on season 13 of Big Brother, which was the summer of 2011. Um, I've been a fan of Big Brother since uh, Big Brother 1. But uh, when the invention of the DVR came out in like season five, six, that's when I started becoming a super fan. Well, sorry, that's when I started becoming um a a huge fan um and then i started going online and like reading the blogs and watching the feeds and that's when i turned into a super fan but uh i had tried out for the show three times the first time i didn't even get a a second look the second time i was a finalist and made it all the way out to california um but they ended up going with enzo who was you know the jersey shore was big at the time uh, so he was the he was the Italian from Jersey, and I was the metalhead from Jersey. So they went in his direction, but uh, I I was so close to getting on, and I knew one of the things that was holding me back was you know I was almost forty years old, I was over three hundred pounds, um, and just like I, I was a funny guy, but I didn't have something else. I needed something else to like get over the top to get on the show because anybody that watches Big Brother they obviously I my mirror works I know I'm not the hot 20 year old you know hard body guy so I had to play into my personality but uh what I found out later was during the interview process they liked me but the fact that my breathing was so heavy on the microphones that when I wasn't talking you just heard my breathing so they were like how do we edit that out um so anyway so between season 12 and 13 I ended up losing 100 pounds uh, in the process, I found a, a beautiful girl uh, who originally was from Staten Island. So I know there's a yeah. size out there. <laughs> Annandale, yo, Annandale. Um, so, uh, and my confidence was through the roof. And, uh, you know, when I went back in for season 13 auditions, I, I was not taking no for an answer. Uh, I, I burst down the door. And uh, that season, there was a, a, an interesting twist of... Um, they were bringing back a lot of popular players from the show and they brought back two of my all-time favorite players, which was Evil Dick and Rachel, uh, Rachel from season 12, the season I should have been on. 
and <laughs> Evil Dick, obviously one of the, the Big Brother legends. So bringing those people in, they wanted to stack the house of super fans. So uh, it was a perfect storm. And, uh, you know, that was 2011. And I didn't win. I came in third place. Uh, my uh, One of my dreams came true of being on Big Brother. Another dream came true on Big Brother that was meeting Tori Spelling, mm -hmm. uh, which <clears throat> if you remember that season, I screamed like a 12-year-old girl when she walked through that door. Uh, it was my... <laughs> you know, crush back when she was on 90210. Um, so that was pretty exciting. Uh, but then after my season, um, you know, the Big Brother community is really tight. And we had a, a bunch of players that were from the New York area. So season 12, uh, I gathered a few people from the area. Enzo, Eric from season eight. Um, Carol, who was also from season eight. Uh, and uh, James from season nine. And we all just got together at a bar and invited you know posted something on facebook that we were doing like a viewing party for big brother 12 uh premiere and uh it went pretty well you know it, we we had about 60 70 people at the event um but that made me say okay you know what i, I need i need to do this again you know it, make it get bigger especially since season 12 uh, sorry season four i'm sorry season 14 was when i did the uh the party for um, there were two people from Staten Island on that season, which were Jojo and Gina Marie. Sorry, no, no, just Jojo. I'm sorry. <laughs> so many years. Anyway, Jojo from was on season 14. So another New Yorker. So I'm like, you know what, let's get this party, get bigger. Um, and my friend had a bar on the east side and the bar we did it at the year before was really casual. Well, my friend Kyle runs a little bit of more strict bar. And we had so many fans turn out that day. Um, the place holds like 125 people. And I told them, yeah, you know, last year we had like 60, maybe we'll have 100. Well, we had like 200 people show up that day. And not everybody could get in. And he especially wasn't letting in anybody under 21. Yeah. Um, so I roll up on, on the, the venue and I see the people outside. I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. And Kyle pulls me aside. He's like, yeah, there's this group of people here. There's like 20 kids all under the age of 10. They want to come in. And I'm like, wait, what are you talking about? I like, go outside. So I go and I find out there weren't actually 20 of you. There were maybe like six. Yeah, six, there's six, six of them. Yeah. And, and then none of you were under 10 at the time. Um, maybe, yeah. but you know, in the, in the teens, in the teens. Yeah. Um, and as, as again, as soon as I found out you guys were from Staten Island, my wife is there. She's from Staten Island, start talking to your parents and everything. And we felt so bad that you guys couldn't get into the bar because that's why we were doing the party. We were doing the party for the fans uh, and to see that. So I made sure I pulled out every single one of the Big Brother players. I made sure they all came outside and took pictures with you guys. Uh, and uh, the funny thing happened is the next year we were having another party and it was at a place that was 21 and over. But that didn't stop this gaggle of cousins from, you know, coming to the event, standing outside and waiting. And of course, like it became a tradition. Like, you know, yeah. you got the best of both worlds. You got to be at the party. You got to hang out with us and you didn't have to pay to get in. Yeah. <laughs> but, so uh, you know, and, and then obviously through the years, you know, we're all Big Brother super fans. And, you know, and it's funny how like it doesn't matter, you know, age, race, you know, background, rich, poor, whatever. Like, you know, I love Big Brother. I love talking Big Brother with Big Brother fans. And it, a funny thing happened from getting on the show. 
you know, you meet people that become friends and, uh, you know, I, I, I know what's going on in, in the two of your lives. Cause you know, we've been following each other on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, mm -hmm. I know your other cousin or one of your brothers is a broadcaster one day going to be broadcasting the Yankees games, even though he's, <laughs> he's a Mets fan too, right? Or is he the diamondback fan? He is a Mets fan. He's a Mets fan, but he's working for the Yankees. He is. Little, little Stevie, little Stevie. The game, you know, like pressing his face up against the glass at a bar in, you know, 2014. Uh, is now a broadcaster for the New York Yankees, and, you know, their, their farm team. But, uh, you know, when those players are going back through, through rehab, he's calling out their names. So, uh, you know, good for you guys. Uh, you know, and then obviously the two of you just, uh, you know, have this podcast going on. And you're like, hey let's talk and I'm like here I am so um if, if people are still watching that that's my story and that's how that's how we met and uh you know I'm, I'm happy to be here tonight thank you so much it, it's so funny the day of the first premiere party in like 2013 my brothers and I we all we just flew in from Arizona we were just coming to hang out for the summer and we took the red eyes so we we're like we're gonna take a nap like get ready for the rest of the trip and then we wake up at like 10 o'clock in the morning because we got there like 6 a.m. And Kara's like, I found this premiere party in the city. Like, we're all going to go. And then like every year after that, it just became a tradition that we're flying in like for the premiere party. Like, we have to meet everybody. Like, it's so much fun. And we were obviously like Big Brother fans in the first place. But I feel like that and just meeting everybody and seeing how nice everyone is and just feeling like so welcome, even though we're not house guests. It just feels like yeah. so great, you know, like to see like you feel like they're all celebrities but then you talk to them and you're like they're just regular people like this could happen to me you know mm -hmm. our best memories are at the premiere parties we talk about them all the time we yeah. love going and taking pictures it's so much fun yeah <laughs> has any have any of you ever tried out for it yet or have you still just like watching it from the other side I've gone to an open casting call and I think both of your Kateri's brothers have tried out too yeah, right. they both sent in audition tapes and <laughs> yeah. stuff. It's funny because like a lot of like random people that we've never met at any premiere party will follow Kara on Instagram. People from Big Brother, like Paul follows mm -hmm. Kara on Big Brother. Frank. Sorry, Paul follows Kara and Frank on Instagram. They all follow her and we're like, where are they finding her? Like, is I'm like, something is this going a around? <laughs> <laughs> this is funny. So we're like, we're hoping one day maybe she gets like picked up by some kind of production <laughs> casting director we don't know you know and it's so funny the the, the whole casting process because again being on the show and being involved in like you know different charity events afterwards and meeting people from different shows like it, it's funny like there are there's just something about the people that are on there that we're all a little bit off and I think that's what's holding a lot of people back is you know yeah you, you're great people but you gotta be off you gotta be off and <laughs> But and, and and so my suggestion is figure out what you're off about <laughs> and steer into it, um, because that's, you know, that, that, that's what separates, you know, the people that get on the show. Because, again, I've been to a lot of open casting calls and I'm, you know, great, I'm not saying anything because it's also a luck of the draw or what they're looking for. But like, you know, I meet people online and like I hear their, their energy and then you know, I'll watch them and they'll get in front of the people and like, you know, freeze up a little bit or, or like not give it their all. Um, so it's like, it, it just has to be, you know, memorable. Um, mm -hmm. You know, uh, I, and one of my new friends um, is, uh, was on Survivor last year, Mike Turner. Uh, he was a firefighter. Oh. 
you guys are louder fans <laughs> too. So, uh, his, I was actually friends with his brother because of Big Brother. Um, but then he told me that Mike was going to be on. I'm like, don't tell me any any spoilers. Don't tell me any spoilers. So I, I went through the whole process with him. And like when he did his audition tape, he did it like his side job besides being a fireman is he cleans out gutters. So he did his tape from, you know, the ladder. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, so again, that, that's something that just catches your attention right away. Uh, but again, there's also some no rhyme or reason, you know, what they're looking for at the time. Uh, but I always say, you know, for somebody like me, you know, I just, uh, you know, show them where I'm off. And, you know, a 40-year-old heavy metal head that loves Beverly Hills 90210 and Apple Teenies and bacon. Like, <laughs> you know, they, they were so confused. Like, we need to know more. Yeah. So, uh, that's my that, that's my advice for people trying to get on. That's so Good funny. Advice. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Say it's funny because you really do realize in the last several seasons how much it has changed. Like people really need to manage their jury because they don't just look at it from a game perspective. They really see it like who is the nicest person. Like truly, it has changed so much because we like to watch like the Rachel and Reagan fight from season twelve. Like that's like <laughs> our favorite thing to watch, mm -hmm. and we're like they were being so mean to each other, but then you see like even something like that was more subtle, like the Paloma and Taylor thing. And their people are being so like getting ripped up, ripped to shreds on Twitter. And it's just so crazy how like, I don't know how the tides have turned, you know? Mm -hmm. And even like at the beginning of the season when they announced the cast, everyone was just like hating on Turner. They were leaving bad reviews on his business thing and now so quickly things have changed where everyone loves Turner everyone's leaving good reviews and everything so it's crazy how fast things change too yeah, well, people's he, opinions he, he, he did he did save the season um <laughs> for those of you that are watching he did save that season uh because he put a stop to the bullying um yeah. of Taylor for for no other reason other than she was uh you know flirtier with the boys than anybody else was she was the first one flirting with the boys so the rest of the girls got jealous uh, mm -hmm. and then and it was funny actually uh in a serious moment uh turner in the hoh room i don't know if you saw he was talking to himself and he's like i was hating on somebody not because of anything that i saw but just because of the, the other people talking about it and he's like when i realized i'm like wait a second like all my interactions with her have been nothing like this why am I listening to what other people are saying without mm -hmm. looking at himself? And again, he's the youngest person in the house at this point or at, at the time. Uh, so yeah, God bless him for, for saving the season. But mm -hmm. yeah, it just goes to show you like, you know, the big brother fandom, you have great super fans that like will fly cross country to hang out with us. And then you have <laughs> fans that will, you know, sit on the internet on, behind a, you know, bag of lays as their profile yeah. picture and just, hey, 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 troll, 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 troll. Yeah, Twitter is a scary place for Big Brother people. <laughs> it's like, I love Twitter during Big Brother season, but at the same time, when I see all the interviews of like evicted house guests, like they're being grilled so hard. And obviously mm -hmm. I know you should definitely be held accountable for the things you say and things you do and whatever, but I really do feel for these house guests like getting grilled so hard, like, uh, it's just crazy. I, could, I don't know. I don't know how I would ever be able to deal with it. It's yeah. funny because I, I know you guys had Pooch on, uh, which is it's funny because, you know, you, you announced you had Pooch on. I'm like, oh, like, did you go through CBS? I'm like, no, we just hit him up on Instagram. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, hey, Pooch. So I, I had him do uh, uh, my podcast also, but he's a, a perfect example of somebody. Yeah, he screwed up. He screwed up big. And he mm -hmm. says in his interview, yeah, I screwed up. Um, and you, you got to respect people like that. 
at the same time, there are there have been people get get out of the house, um, you know, during their season and do interviews that still are playing the game or still are wrapped up in the game. Uh, and then you also have people 10 years later that are still wrapped up in the game and still playing the game. Um, but it comes down to, um, you know, most time it's like how you're evicted from the game. Mm-hmm. You know, if somebody like me, I came in third place, I went home because I lost the challenge. I had two opportunities to get myself to the final challenge and I lost them both. I went home. I'm fine. Uh, if I won one of those two and the person on the other side said, yeah, I'm taking you no matter what, and I'll take you. And then they cut you. Well, then you have a lot of like unresolved, you know, questions mm-hmm. and that the big brother, what if game. And again, you know, somebody like Pooch, as I said, like, you know, he, he's going to play the big brother, what if game? Like, what if I didn't volunteer myself to go up? But you, you, you can't play that game. You can't play that game. So you just accept it. You just accept it and, you know, you move on and, uh, you know, let, let people judge you. And you just remember, like, you did something that they're judging. So, yeah, it's nice to see, like, when we were talking, like, he's not bitter about it. Like, he just loves talking about it. And like, so it was nice to see that. I feel like there would be people in his position that would be super bitter and like would not want to talk about it. So it was nice to see, like, that he's not upset. Like, of course, he's upset about it, but not like mad about it, you know? Right, right. Yeah, he's a fan. He's not going to be bitter. It was nice to talk to another fan because I feel like a lot of people come off the show and they're like, I didn't watch my season back. I'm not going to watch my season back. (laughs) And they never watch any seasons after that. And I like talking to like Pooch and other people and just seeing, especially the impact social media has nowadays, I really do understand it. But at the same time, I feel like I could, like, I would always watch my season. I would always. Mm-hmm. watch every season because we're such big fans but do you see how like they might come off and not want to watch their seasons or well it, it's funny that because again as the super fan that I was I could not wait to watch my season in fact the, the night I got out of the house I was already online I was like I was already looking at clips I had to see what it looked like when they showed me meeting Tori Spelling um, <laughs> But when I got home and I sat down and I, they actually sent me at the time DVDs of the show. Remember DVDs? Those round. <laughs> so I started watching and I got about three weeks in and there was an episode after Dominic had left the house, who was my partner. Mm-hmm. I was having a conversation with Shelly in the kitchen and in the background down the hall, I could see Dominic's legs. I recognized, <laughs> I recognized his shorts. You couldn't see, but I, I recognized his shorts and his legs. And I'm like, this conversation happened two weeks before they're showing it. And I actually stopped watching for a minute. Like, well, mm-hmm. I stopped watching for a, a good like month um, mm-hmm. because I was like, okay. Cause like I was, I was reading some of the stuff that people said about me and how like, you know, at the end I started getting cocky and I was like, I never really got cocky. Like, you know, but I was, my sarcasm was starting to get edited, you know, and I, I did realize too, looking back at it all um i remembered a question that i was asked in the diary after a, a, the double eviction the hoh which was like a before and after which i was a master at like everybody like was asking me they were studying with me to ask me questions what happened when and i just got tripped up by the wording of a question um and they asked me did you throw that competition and I was like, no, I'm like, I, I was so 
upset that I blew, I blew it. And from there on, they made my character look like the buffoon, the like the the guy that didn't know what he was doing. Before I was the the super fan, you know, like always watching, like you know. And they took my edit, and they kind of did give me a little bit of a, a bad edit because there were some um, conversations that happened afterwards that there were more to the conversations, but they just gave like the bits and pieces. Uh, and again, not to get too far into it, but if you look at my nomination ceremony the last week, I I was just joking around with Jordan, telling her that I was going to put her up on, uh, I wasn't going to put her up on the block. I was going to protect, sorry, I was putting her up on the block. I was going to protect Porsche. I kept telling her that and she didn't believe me. Um, and I ended up putting Portia and Jordan on the block and keeping Rachel off the block. And that totally surprised her. And you could see her during the, the nomination ceremony, like smile, because then she realized what I was doing and that I was given the best chance for us to go to the final three together because that's, they kept me and I made my promise. So that uh, nomination speech did not go as planned because they did not show the whole thing, but you see Jordan smile and I'm like, damn it. I'm like, they didn't edit it properly. So <laughs> yes, it, there's always going to be people, especially if you go out early though, where you're like, oh my God, like why did this happen? And then you see the playback and you see something come out of order and you're like, you get really bitter on it. Um, and then, you know, to name names, Christian from last season, um, he got done dirty. Like he got done dirty. I mean, there, a lot of people got done wrong, but he got done dirty. And cause he did all the dirty work. And then as soon as Derek got the, you know, the power and like, kind of like got him out. So he's so bitter about that. He's like, what the, like y'all supposed to be like my boys protecting me and you screwed me over. So he's like, so, but he did come to the, the premiere party and he's like, he's not bitter about it, but he's like, I don't need to watch a show. He's like, um i got i got no 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 intention to watch the show but then again who knows 20 years from now i'll be sitting back with a beer and a cigarette like oh god damn it throwing stuff at, it, at the <laughs> hologram on the wall or whatever tv will be in 20 years on the challenge there's a lot of players from last season who talk about like how they're bitter about how they went out like Alyssa and derek and so it's and then how they're taking the revenge on the challenge now against the people so <laughs> Yeah, of course um, you guys are watching that, right? It's, I mean, mm -hmm. do, you, do you watch Love Island also? I do. <laughs> I can't. I can't with that. That's where I draw the line. It's a lot to keep up with, though. It's on, like, every single day. Well, hey, back, back in the first season of Big Brother, that was on, yeah. it was on a, a half hour every day and an hour on uh, Saturdays. That's so crazy. I can't keep up with Love Island. I, I watch the challenge, but Love Island's too much for me. <laughs> As a super fan coming into the house, obviously there's only a few of you that walked into the house and you knew something was something was off, something's gonna happen. There's a twist. What was it like for you when all of these like icons like Evil Dick and Rachel, Jeff and Jordan, like all these people walk in? What did you like what was your going through your mind? Because so, I think I would freak out. So the while it was happening, um I was waiting because there were eight new people and they had brought in six people already. So I'm like, they're not gonna, like, usually they'll, they'll keep it even like eight and eight. Um, <clears throat> so I was waiting for Will and Boogie to walk in the door. Yeah. Because like, you know, if you want to talk about dynamic duos, like they were the original dynamic duo on Big Brother. And then 
on Big Brother Two, and then they did it again on on, on All Stars. Um, so uh, yeah, I was like, and I kept saying like, if those two walk in, I'm just grabbing my bag and walking out. I'm like <laughs> mm-hmm. it was fun. Like there's no way I, I stand a chance. But you know, when they came in, like honestly, it was it was the initial shock of like, oh my god, I'm playing uh, Big Brother with these people turned into oh shit i'm playing big brother with these people mm-hmm. and i'm like okay you know what and i as i told my story i worked too hard to get there i like i you know tried out several times i lost all the weight i went through interview process to flew coast to coast um and i'm like game on game on and it's funny because early in the game um dominic was more seen as the one that was uh, the leader of like going against the, the veterans where I was low key. I was the one that was like saying something like you can't work with them. We got eight strong to stay eight strong, stay eight strong. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, no seeing like, like I said, Rachel from season 12, you're talking about the fight with Reagan. You're like the only thing real about you are the pimples on your face. Like, <laughs> come on. That, that, that's a conversation that happened <clears throat> 12 years ago. And I still remember it like it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, you know, and, you know, Jeff and Jordan, you know, I, I, I respected their game because he was a straight shooter. Uh, he's from Chicago, but I feel like he's a very New Yorker type of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like, yeah, Evil Dick was the reason why on season eight, when he was on, I said, wow, they will cast like a heavy metal dude. Um, so, cause I, you know, before that I was like, I'm ne- there, there's no type cast for me. I'm like, they had Chicken George. I'm not quite Chicken George. But then when Evil Dick came on, I was like, all right. <clears throat> and then I even said in my interviews, I'm like a combination of if Evil Dick and Chicken George got together. It's like the the, the nice old silly guy and the, the hard rock metal guy. Um, so yeah, just seeing all them walk through the door, like I said, it was like a couple seconds of, oh my God, this is great. Uh, this is going to be a, a, a much tougher than I thought it was going to be. Although before we walked in the house, when it was just eight of us, I thought the twist that they're doing now on Big Brother, where they have the house split in two, I thought that that's what it was going to be. I thought that <clears throat> there was going to be another house competing mm-hmm. against us, <clears throat> kind of survivor style. And, um, and I was like, oh, that would be a cool twist. And it only took them 11 years to, to actually make that happen. Yeah. So how do you feel about that? Like the double eviction being instead of just like chaos all in one night, how do you feel about it being split like the entire week? Uh, I love it. I love it. Just it, it's different. It's new. It's fresh. It's. And I, I feel like you know the the torture of having to live outside. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and th- that was the whole reason why I said I wanted to do Big Brother, not Survivor. Like I didn't want to sleep outside. I, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, Survivor's a little more extreme. Like you know, you're sleeping in a tree in the monsoon, and you see your uh, your your fire just go right by you. Um, <clears throat> but uh no i i like it i think it's it's different i think the five person dynamic is so crucial because hoh all hoh needs is one person on their side mm-hmm. um because you know with two people on the block two people voting one vote hoh is the tiebreaker so that's a very weird way to do it like this late into the game but again like to do it with five people that you know there's there's been a lot of uh strategy like kickstarted because you know the the powerful alliance of seven you know with 10 people they can just steamroll but like split it in half yeah you know it, it gets a little 
it's a little dicey. All it takes is like one veto to go the wrong way, and uh, you know, two of your two of your lines are out before you have a chance to get rid of the other side. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm I'm glad they did it. Uh, again, I'm a little surprised they did it when they did it. Like this seems like more of a great way to start a season. Mm -hmm. uh, like maybe have like two evictions or you know with the two different uh, houses and then maybe have those evicted people square off to try to get back in something like that. Big brother producers, if you're listening, maybe try that out. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's, <laughs> there's been some good challenges this year because they've been, you know, new challenges. So as, as long as it, it's not, and there's always going to be the same old, there's going to be the wall challenge. We now have mm -hmm. the, the slide, the beer down the bar challenge now. Uh, that's going to be uh, one that they use over and over. But again, it's fun. It's it's quirky. It's weird. The 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 competition that Jasmine won, uh, where she you know ate a pie, ate, <laughs> eating pies, and that you win an HOH, you get to send somebody home seven hundred fifty thousand dollars down the drain because somebody ate a pie better than you. Like yeah. on, like that. That's what makes Big Brother Big Brother. Come on. Yes. So that true. would be cool to see like a season start with a split. I hope they do that soon. That'll be so cool. So on your season, you had you were partnered up with another house guest. So how is it? How do you feel like that compares to this season with the festy besties? You know, it's funny because when they first told us this, you know, we weren't really quite thinking that the person that you're teamed up against, you have to like go against if you're on the block together. Like, so that was why the first thing I said, like, let me find the strongest person to, mm -hmm. you know, so we can win challenges. But then you realize you can't win every challenge. So, you know, you're going to have to do something. Um, but I, I feel like the way that the twist came in and the way that those house guests, uh, you know, were, were aligned at the time, they did the, the pretty much the smartest thing to keep an alliance all on one side um, mm -hmm. to battle the other ones, uh, which again, that was kind of what the um, the regulators on my season tried to do, um, which turned into them being the first four out. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I feel like the, enough time has passed where, you know, doing the duo twist, uh, I did like, you know, the fact that they would add like the trio, mm -hmm. um, you know, when you were evicted. And I was really hoping that it would have been a, a four- four person because then you know you have four people on the block like how cool would that have been like you yeah. pick and choose which one you want to go home uh so i feel like the you know there, there's potential there again it's big brother the, the twists usually end up being flops mm -hmm. uh, but it, it allows for some messiness and fan speculation and you know it's like you know they wanted to flop so we keep talking about it <laughs> you know it's, yeah. like, it's kind of if everything went great you'd be like that's a boring show yeah. that's true i mean it kind of the first twist of the season flopped anyway because paloma went home before it could even play out so yep. watching this season i feel like it feels a lot different than any other season i've watched because and maybe you can speak more on this i don't know if you can speak more on it about production i feel mm -hmm. like a lot of the lines seemed very staged in the dr i feel like a lot of the people i'm like I don't think that they would have come up with that i don't think that they said that how do you feel about that have you noticed it Okay, so the, I, and I have no problem talking about it um, because at the end of the day, anything that you say in the diary room comes out of your mouth. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, um, you know, you, you're responsible for what you're saying. Um, that being said, 
sometimes you're, you're giving a good like DR thing and they'll tell you like, that was great, but like, let's, the, and they'll take your own words, but like tighten it up so it sounds better and sounds more fluid, fluid. So, and uh, other times they like say, well, you know, why don't you say it like this or try this or, you know, so it's basically saying what you're saying, but they help it along a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's also times at like 2.30 in the morning, uh, three o'clock in the morning and they're calling you into a diary room and you're just like, what do you want me to say? You know, like, <laughs> just, yeah. like you know, they ask me about something I say like, well, like, no, we're trying to get like the, the what do you want me to say? Like, you know, yeah okay that that sounds good and then you say it mm -hmm. um but also remember what we were talking about before with now everybody's trying to be an instagram famous and social media mogul and TikTok ticker or whatever they're called <laughs> people i don't know there's too many of them now um that they go into it and they ham it up even more and like mm -hmm. big and so production is definitely feeding bigger lines and you know the because again, like the more something give you to say, and like, okay, let's try this out, try this out, try this. Um, and I, I think the, the players just go with it a little bit more. But like I said, at the end of the day, like I don't think anybody's saying anything that they don't mean. Mm -hmm. I just feel like the way that they're saying it, as you said, is uh, is coached along a little bit uh, stronger. But, you know, like again, it's either say that or, okay, no, you, if you don't want to say what they're, all right, you can go back outside now. We'll, we'll call someone else at the dining room. So if you're not the one saying it, somebody is mm -hmm. um what i thought you were going to actually ask about production is because it seems like this season production might have been letting on about some of the bullying and some of the behaviors and some of the mm -hmm. um you know ripple effects of what was being said and done inside the house uh because conveniently when they were talking in code or whatever some of the things that they said might have hinted at it but at the same time, like, you know, you can pick up on some of the production, you know, what's going on based on the questions that they're asking you. Like, mm -hmm. um, and if you're talking to somebody and like, you know, they're, they're asking you specific questions, but not asking the, that person the same questions, you know, those are like, oh, okay. So maybe they don't want these people to know it. So you start thinking that. And, um, but yeah, it, it does seem that maybe they, they have hinted in their questioning, like, do you think bullying Taylor is a good idea? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not. Definitely. Because yeah. I, I do feel like a lot of people in the house kind of like the light bulb went off at the same time. And it, you mm -hmm. know, and they started talking about it in the DR at the same time. So I definitely picked up on that too, where I feel like, like even the whole Kyle thing with him thinking that there was an alliance like last season, I, like, you know, once, once Michael was talking about it in the diary room, like something had to have like, prompted him to say that you know because it wasn't really addressed otherwise mm -hmm. and, and uh, actually unfortunately about that is and this is a controversial thing to say but Kyle is right into thinking that maybe that is happening because as we've seen on Big Brother before if a strategy works other people try to do it mm -hmm. and the strategy of the cookout again to just but uh, the problem is I'm not saying what the way Kyle did it was right or whatever, but like you do have to like look at that as an option. But if when he was saying that, if you looked at who was being evicted and who was being targeted, like why would they get rid of these people that could be numbers only to form something based on that? So mm -hmm. 
And again, this is might be kind of, but Kyle is a Mormon, comes from a Mormon family in Utah, where everything that he's seen and heard and lived in his bubble, you know, you're exposed to stuff on the outside, but you're where you're brought up, like you don't maybe have that ability to like be as like open-minded. Um, and hopefully, like, you know, hopefully he did actually, like, realize that, now, nah, you know what, maybe not. Uh, however, Big Brother Twitter takes that, runs with it. I mean, mm -hmm. if I want to get, you know, really controversial, Michael's a racist. Michael nominated two Black people this week. Right. Michael's a racist. Mm -hmm. He nominated yeah. two Black people this week. And that's what Big Brother, Big Brother Twitter will take it to they'll beat it till it's dead like they but, will take yeah. literally the smallest thing and make it the biggest deal and, and then i feel oh. like even production like you know because i feel like big brother twitter brought that kyle situation to such a head that almost like it was on tv a few weeks later and i was like they had to have seen everyone freaking out about it on twitter and they wanted to address mm -hmm. it like it had to be something like that you know well that's the thing with production is that they will not address anything that happens in the house unless they can tie it into the game and again the, the big one was season 15 um you know there was a lot going on in season 15 that was you know directed at candace um and uh you know that never made the show until it started getting into the gameplay um so when the narrative of break you know the leftovers are cracking from the inside became a storyline okay now we can pinpoint it but also, they did tread very lightly with it, mm -hmm. where it was, he said it, Michael was like, I don't think so. Went to Brittany, says to Brittany, Brittany's like, that's not what I want to do. Brittany went to Kyle and was like, do you really think that's a good a good thing to say or, or think? And then after that, like, Kyle's like, no, okay, I guess not. Um, yeah. And that was CBS addressing it. Um, mm -hmm. Right. Again, the for the casual fan like they see they don't see the harm in it mm -hmm. um as as much of i should say uh, and, and just to, to, to back up for a second i was joking about michael being racist michael's not racist. <laughs> michael nominated two people like the black like it had nothing to do with it and yeah but again that goes back to the thing mm -hmm. like people on the internet love michael because he's a super fan and he's winning and he's a great player he's a strategist so he's good despite doing uh, what can just on the surface see as being a racist thing for nominating two people of color um, when, you know, he had other options. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Brittany <laughs> is number, no, he wasn't going to nominate Brittany. <laughs> and the other, only other person in the house was also a person of color. So yeah, it was going to happen. Yeah. It's kind of similar. Like we talked, like me and like Kateri and like my cousins or whatever, we talked about how like, in the beginning, like Taylor was getting bullied and that was something that was very like talked about and everyone was like, you know, everyone talking about it and everything. But then now like a lot of time, Turner's like making jokes at Jasmine and everything, but no one seems to, like everyone thinks it's funny. No one cares. So it's kind of like a double standard. Well, he, he's not, you know, he, he's uh, taking her food and like let's face it it's, yeah it's different it, but in, in the scheme of things it, it's that's more of like a practical joke and that's the yeah. angle that they're doing it and while like and it's funny because i i question like 
does Turner really hate Jasmine or <laughs> is this a school kid crush? Is like, is he, and you know, because remember, like when you were, you know, seven, eight years old, nine years old, the, the boy that was pulling your hair probably liked you. And you know, I try not to pull too many girls' hair, but you know, it might have happened. When we were, but like, so I, I kind of feel like it, it, it's a little bit of that. Um, but yeah, it, it, is it downright bullying you? Like, is it, is, is he like bashing her name and like the ground she walks on? No, he's eating her food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely a little, a little different. Like he's more poking fun at her, but at the same time, mm -hmm. it's funny that production is like, I feel like they're like really, really egging it on. Like every yeah. single, t every single Turner DR is like about Jasmine and how he's annoyed and how like all that. And it's There's just like funny there's no other comic relief other than jasmine jasmine's a comic <laughs> that's why we need her to stay but again like look back at, at the history of big brother we had like jasmine is like raven uh and the other the other accidental comedian was rockstar like mm -hmm. they're just like just funny stuff just happens around them and funny things that they say and do and again that's why they're great for to get cast like you know that's you know, maybe Karen, maybe that's what you need to do. Like just dye your hair half purple, <laughs> half green, uh, yeah. you know, get a nose ring and mm -hmm. just, uh, you know, just walk into the room during an open call and just like grab the cup of coffee that the producers are drinking and just sit down and drink and say, okay, what's up? Um, <laughs> but, uh, and again, it, it's, it's almost, you know, again, for us, it's comical, um, you know, every week when Jasmine comes in to vote, like what's she gonna say? Julie looks like this time. Like what? Yeah, what yeah. does she look like this time? Uh, and again, one of these days, I just want Julie to say, "Just shut up. Just, yeah. you know, just vote. Okay, good. Okay, just vote. Yeah, I look good tonight. I know. My everybody told me I look good tonight. Just vote." <laughs> Julie, you look like a million bucks. Oh my god! <laughs> Shout out to my homies and this person and that person. And this person. Oh. Oh, it's become such a production. Like all the shout outs and everything. Mm -hmm. It's like. Come on, just like it's nice when you have something simple like Michael just kissing his ring and then he leaves, you know. There you go. Yeah, and see, that's old school. That's old school, big mm -hmm. brother. That's old school. Like we respected it. Like we just did our shout outs, pull out ears, pull out a necklace, something like that, whatever. Yeah. None of this, you know, like happy 37th birthday to the guy that I met right before I came into the house. <laughs> Told you I was going to be here. Don't forget to water your plants. No, literally, it's. It's gotten a little out of hand. Yeah. yeah. But we still love it. We still watch yeah, it. Yeah. Still, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, it used to be, I used to say all the time, I watch Big Brother to root for the people I want to win and root against the people I don't want to win. Mm -hmm. um, but again, the, the, the temperature of the country is now, it's like, if you don't like somebody, you can't just like not like them a little bit. You have to hate them. Yes. Yeah. I hate you. Um, Again, it, it's and it's so easy to hate some of these people in the house just because <laughs> you know because they're weird or annoying or different or they're targeting the person that you like, you know. Mm -hmm. But like that's that's the game. That's the, the game is, you know, screw your neighbor for seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. Um, and you know it, it's funny, like you know the people that sign up for it. Um, you know, I, I was talking to a, another ex house guest, and they were like, you know knowing what I know now, I would never go back on. Like, I, like if, if I hadn't already been on, there's no way I would ever want to go on just because of the, 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 you know, like the aftermath. But at the same time, there's a few people that have made, uh, you know, done pretty well with it. So, uh, you know, mm -hmm. you, you're, you're still going to have it. You're still going to have it. And 
again, people get over it. I mean, the most hated person from season 15 was Aaron, and she is a very successful social media influencer. Yeah, she's very popular, yeah. (laughs) Even, like, Jess and Cody, too. They were not liked, and they're both very successful on social media now too yeah <laughs> which is, but again like, and then there's you know people like steve from season 20 like who, who? yeah there you go yeah cameron i mean like, i i love you know i've met them and they're, they're all good people but it's like again not everybody's going to be that so if you mm-hmm. go into it not expecting that you know that's good but the people that go in expecting it <clears throat> maybe try a little too hard and mm-hmm. then when you have a chance to win seven hundred fifty thousand dollars, like that's a chance you're, you you have right in front of you. Like, who cares what's going to happen on the outside? Try to win that money first and foremost. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Ah. It's like when we watch like the preseason interviews and they always ask, would you rather win and be hated or lose and be loved? And when, if anyone says lose and be loved, we're like, no, no. Like we want someone that's ruthless. Like, you know, it's big brother. Like we live for, we live for that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. So. As I said, until they target your favorite, then boo, boo. Yeah. Boo. yeah. <laughs> um, and like you were kind of just talking about people that, you know, within the big brother community, is there anyone from your season that you still talk to or any, even anyone from like any season that you're really close with? <laughs> So it, it's funny, we are like a really weird fraternity um, <laughs> because again, there's people like, um, you know, like when Ian first got out of the house, um, me and Ian, like, you know, we had a, a really tight friendship because we're both the super fans. And again, he was a 21 year old, you know, uh, college kid. I was a 40 year old, you know, music industry guy, but we, you know, we're both huge super fans. And then, you know, found out we had other things in common. Um, I still talk to a lot of people from my season. Um, you know, Keith, who was the first out, he's now on the, um, every week he's with Evil Dick on Evil Dick show. Uh, so mm-hmm. I do their show at least once a season. Evil Dick and I still text, you know, music stuff. Um, uh, and I do still talk to Jeff and Jordan, uh, you know, time to time. Uh, you know, Jeff's coming on my podcast uh, uh, in a couple of weeks on Sirius XM. Uh, the app Big Brothers on SiriusXM app, um, and again, yeah, I mean, Brand, uh, uh, Brendan and Rachel, um, you know, they became parents around the same time, so we sometimes text parenting stuff. Um, but it's funny because, like, through the seasons, you know, there's a few people that you just like hit it off with, you know, naturally. Um, and then again, like, you know, being in, in the New York uh, area. You know, we have a pretty good crew of people that, uh, you know, we get together, you know, now uh, Ovi just moved to New York about a year ago, um, him and his girlfriend, Hannah, um, you know, Tommy from t- 21, uh, mm-hmm. Caitlin from uh, from 20, um, you know, they've now joined into the people, you know, the Gina Marie's and JoJo's and Crazy James, Eric Stein, um, you know, Monica from season two, she still comes out, you know, for mm-hmm. a drink now and then Enzo's my boy um you know even though he took my spot on 12 but that's fine um you know he was a meow meow uh and I'll you know so it, it and then you know charity events that I do um you know I used to do Toys for Tots with uh, Michelle Costa from season not, uh, 10 um you know I was just up in Rhode Island a few uh months ago for a bachelor party and she recommended a bar and you know took my buddies there and she met us out there 
Um, and then of course my friends all gave us shit for being on stupid big brother. Um, so yeah, yeah. And it, 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 it's, it's funny. And, you know, like I, I just interviewed, uh, you know, Pooch as also for my podcast and, uh, you know, him being, a, you know, former Staten Islander, you know, uh, mm -hmm. obviously when he first got announced, my wife and I were rooting for him, just, you know, East coast. Um, and, uh, you know, so, you know, we've been, you know, texting here and there, Frenchie and I, uh, you know, fantasy, do fantasy football. And if you want to talk about fantasy football, like I do it with the, some guys from Canada, um, in the big brother, Canada versus big brother, us, uh, fantasy football league last year, Brian Ollie from season 10, uh, one, you know, we have Alec and, uh, Peter from season one of Canada and that, um, yeah, I can go on and on. Like, you know, it, it's funny because some of them I talk to, you know, once a month. Some of them I talk to once every two, three years. Um, some of them, you know, like on Facebook, we'll just, you know, like we'll get into a chat and then like for the next like two weeks, like we're talking every day. Mm -hmm. And then I'll talk to them again for two years. You know, it, it's, you know, just like, like you were saying though, like at the beginning when you met us and realized that most of us are just regular people that just, mm -hmm have something off about us and we got on a, a tv show um but no like with, you know we still you know have jobs we still you know go to you know weddings bar mitzvahs funerals like you know we're just regular people too um so again there's there's people it's kind of like you know i don't know if you guys were in sororities in college or anything but like you know your high school crowd and then like you know there's their brothers and sisters that are a little bit younger a little bit older and some of you like stay in touch forever. And some of you like, you know, you never want to see him again and it's fine. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I try not to get caught up into all the drama. Mm. Um, but uh, it, it's fun to watch some of the drama playing out between these people. Cause then you're like, you're being ridiculous. You're really being ridiculous. But uh, it's, you know, like I said, the, 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 just because people are outside of the house doesn't mean they stop playing the game. Yeah. So knowing like, Knowing all like the past players and everything, what was it like watching the most recent All Star season? You know, it was it was interesting. Uh, you know, obviously, like I said my, my friendship with Ian. Um, you know, which I was so pissed off at him because, like, I knew the rumors. I, I knew he was going in, and I, him and Enzo, like, I was. If they would have told me they were both going in, because I asked them several times, I could have put them in touch. They would have mm -hmm. maybe worked, been able to work together. Nicole Anthony, another one, she wasn't telling anybody, uh, you know, and I, I, I've become friends with her. I'm like, cause I, and I knew, I knew something was up with her because I was scheduled to do her podcast and she moved me up a week. Uh, and as soon as she moved me up a week, I was like, you're going back in the house. <laughs> no, no, no. So I just, I got other things. I'm like, you're going back in the house. And of course she was in quarantine when my show aired um which i knew uh, at mm -hmm. that point I, like, as soon as people like left you know it, it was obvious but uh i i feel like you know what it was like i was joking about like hooking those people up with each other because if the rumor is true that derek did put together a little cody nicole alliance before going in mm -hmm. um you know then that kind of tainted the game a little bit um however uh, you know, it, it was it was Big Brother. Uh, I, I think at the end of the day, it, it was uh, Cody played, you know, a near perfect game. Um, I think, uh, you know, I was very proud of my boy Enzo for lasting as long as he did. 
Uh, but it's it. There were so many opportunities for those players to make the big move, and they all took the safe route. Mm -hmm. um, and I think a lot of them have big regrets over it. So uh, to that, I say good, good, good for you, good for you. <laughs> Talk shit about me, like oh, you don't want to make a big move. You don't want a big move. There were so many people that didn't make the big move and they went home on all stars. So I don't want to hear anybody, any of them ever like talk shit about my game anymore. <laughs> so now I'm, I'm teasing about that, but no, it, it, it was good that it finally happened just so that people will shut up for a while because it was not a great season. Yeah. It wasn't yeah, the all star yeah. season that we wanted. So people might like, you know, say, ah, oh, you know, don't, don't bring people back for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely have mixed feelings about when players come back I feel like it definitely changes the game for sure like even in season 19 when Paul came back that changed the whole course of the game just just him being one person just changed everything so it definitely it definitely changes the game yeah no, the, and the, the, you could probably the, even tell in your season having the six returners so right. the, the, the hero worship sort of thing um, you know, and uh, like I said, like, but I was smart enough to know right from the get go, don't, don't buy into it. And yes, if you go back and watch my season or people that are watching, watch my season, they look like I was kissing their ass. Damn right. I was kissing their ass. It was survival. It was survival. Mm -hmm. Like, Oh, what am I going to say? Like, Hey, join our Alliance. No. Okay. Go home then. You know, when I, once I realized like where the power was, yeah, you suck up to the power just so that you keep yourself safe. Isn't that the name of the game? Isn't the name of the yeah. game to get to the end? You know, sure. <laughs> um, and you know, but but uh, again, for the players that like were famous for making like big cutthroat moves, and all of them to like be really sheepish and just like oh, I'll just go with the flow, um, you know that 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 made all sorts disappointing. But uh, yeah, don't don't bring them back. And the new people like, again, even though this season has so many unlikable players, you know the watching the people figure out the game as they go like mm -hmm. look at joseph joseph is a perfect example like he had no idea what he was doing when he first came in the house if there were people that played the game before in there they could have coached him along he's uh, actually if there are people that played the game before they would have gotten rid of him as soon as he took his shirt off i mean dude that guy <laughs> is a brick shit house um but uh no i i think it's unfair to bring in returning house guests with new house guests if you're going to have returnees, have all returnees. Mm -hmm. um, and there's been uh, um, uh, something that uh, has been pitched to the network. Uh, it's never gotten anywhere, but hopefully one day it'll happen is to do a condensed all-star season, kind of like the celebrity big brother, do it in a month time. So it's, it's four weeks. It's not all that like long lead time. You will get so many more people that can walk away from their jobs for a month rather than for possibly three months or longer. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And then you could also bring back, you could do more of those seasons. You could do like, you know, two of those seasons, you know, easily, um, you know, just, and to have the returning people, like, you know, they, they tried to, the, you know, the OTT over the top, like online only, like now, you know, everything's online everything, you know, Paramount plus, yeah. you, know, you just watch it on there. I love that idea of doing like a condensed, a condensed all-stars. That would be so great, honestly. Um, I had a question about, you talked about the competitions earlier and how they're changing. I was wondering if you feel like, I feel like as a viewer, I think that the competitions are like 
they look like easier. It looks like they're not like they used to be. Like they're not as like physically taxing on your body. They're like quick, like erase, like, you know, the balance beam one with the race. And I don't know, I just feel like like the obstacle courses, they just seem a lot easier than they used to be in the past seasons. Do you, do you see yeah, that too? That That's definitely, um, you know, if you've been watching since the beginning, you know, the, the season six, the box, I mean, that that's the one where you have to just stand there with your, uh, you know, hand on a finger on a button. Uh, mm -hmm. I believe they did that also on all stars with the car um, or maybe, maybe it was season five. Um, uh, but they have one like where everybody has their hand on a car. Uh, you know, the season eight, first round of the HOH, where Evil Dick and uh, Zach, they were outside with the bunny going around for hours, hours, like three, four hours. Like those conversations don't happen anymore. Yeah. Um, because, you know, like it, it's funny, the HOHs, they kind of are carried over into the Sunday show. So they don't really have time to do the big productions. Uh, they always do the wall and even the wall like used to be like, you know, much longer, like two hours, three hours. And now it's like, you know, it, it, it's done within an hour. Um, I don't know. The, the fact that they also got rid of like, you know, the have, have not competitions, uh, you know, the, the show is not as much competition based anymore as much as it is just like social, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. game based. Uh, but you have to have, you know, some of them, you know, they haven't done the slip and slide in a while. Right. That was always a, a good mm -hmm. one because that one has to be a long one because it takes a long time to fill up those buckets. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, like I think from a production standpoint, it's just easier to have smaller competitions um, and then just you know, have, you know, more stuff for them to be doing it in the house, uh, you know, to use that footage for the CBS show. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like, like with the competitions, they even try, it seems more like quirky, like more just like a funny type of thing, even with the, um, like the hosts of the competitions, how extra they are hosting and everything. It definitely you know, is I, different. One of the ones I've liked that they've done, um, a couple of times now is the, uh, the ones with the tweezers where it's like the, the little house mm -hmm. uh, oh, I, yeah, think, yeah. I think that's kind of cool because like that's like you know a lot of skill in that and you know um it's not something that uh you know that easy to do you know stacking little things with you know and of course it looks cool on tv you have like the, the one eye coming through the the window um but yeah the, the other one i think that they haven't done in a really long time is the uh the eggs through the chicken wire Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, I talked before about like you know reusing competitions but like those competitions sometimes would take hours mm -hmm. hours 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 actually um it, was it the final three hoh in season 12 i think it was one of them you know took you know several hours for them to do um yeah it's kind of kind of disappointing that we don't have that anymore but uh you know the the, the and again, you talk about like how they're all silly and quirky and like, you know, play up the, the for the host of the, of the vetoes. I mean, that that's fine. I'm, I'm fine with that. Mm -hmm. Now, do you think that they're also going like going too easy on the house guests as far as punishments and stuff? Like no one's shaving their head anymore. No one's doing mm -hmm. that kind of stuff that they used to do. Yeah. You know, and that's what made this dire fest so fun. Uh, you know, it, cause you're basically a have not in your, you know, you have to live in the backyard. You get, don't really have like you know 
proper bathrooms, you porta potties. So I feel like this is a good torture. But uh, yeah, you, I, I mean, we get like one, maybe two costumes a year. Um, you know, like, and of course, you know, this they do it like all in one week. Like everybody gets a costume for one week, and then use that footage and done. Um, so I, you know, yeah, I want more of it. I won't, you know, and as much as Pandora's box, you know, may have. Mm help some people win my season and help some people lose my season uh the pandora's box where it's like you know a, a reward for half the house and a punishment for half the house mm-hmm. that's the type of stuff that's fun yeah solitary confinement <laughs> yeah like when dan was in solitary confinement and brought up his master plan for his funeral like we don't see that anymore i would love to see some of that old stuff come back when he made danielle cry he's a bully yeah <laughs> he's, yes. he's a bully <laughs> so every season or I guess for a while now you've been rating the players with your tofu bacon rating, right? So how has your, so from the beginning of the season to now, how has that changed the way you see the players? Um, well, I, I'll tell you, I, I, for Big Brother Network, I, I've been doing the, the bacon tofu rankings for um, several years now. Uh, how that started though was season 14, um real pass which used to have the live feeds had matt hoffman and i doing a show called rants and roars uh he would rant and i would roar uh but <laughs> i would give people like you know i would give my top three players of the week and give them bacon and then you know one or two bad players give them tofu and then whoever the worst person of the week is the tofurkey of the week um from my preseason i mean i i thought pooch was going to go far and i thought um uh, uh, I did say that Paloma was going to be an early exit, but she would be the star of the show. And mm-hmm. kind of was true because I saw her in her you know, opening interviews of being like big and loud. And I was like, okay, like this girl is not going to be able to contain herself and you know they'll, they'll feed into it, but she'll annoy everybody and, and be out early. Well, kind of, kind of happened. Um, I, I wasn't so good with my pick of Daniel being one of my, uh, you know, picks to do to go pretty far um which week one the first half of that week I was like, oh yeah i'm like I, I made a good choice uh and then it all spiraled out of control when him and nicole met up and became the toxic twins and uh kind of like spiraled their game um and, and so it's it's funny like at the end of the year i go back and i i rank myself i rate myself with bacon and tofu based on who I thought was going to do well. I didn't think Joseph was going to do a damn thing. And Joseph's been pretty, uh, pretty solid. Um, I was nervous about Michael early on. Um, and in one of my uh, texting with um, McCray from season 15, who used to work with Michael at a escape room mm-hmm. in, uh, in Minnesota. Um, and I was like, I don't know about your boy, man. I don't know about your boy. I'm like, I don't think he's going to fit in. I, I think he's an early boot. I think he, he might even be first out. He's like, no way. He's like, he's smart. He knows the game. He's good. He's good. And we were both right. Like he was the target week one to yeah. get out. And he won that first veto. And mm-hmm. he's been on a, on a, a run ever since. So I, I, I said to McCray, I'm like, you know what? Because McCray was my pick his season. Um, so I was like, I'll, I'll give you the respect. You, you vouch for this kid. I'll, I'll give it to you. And Michael, you know, he's one or two wins away from becoming a legend. 
Uh, and if he wins the season, uh, he'll definitely be known as like, you know, a top five uh, player um, or he'll be uh, BB 17 Vanessa as the person who ruled the whole game and didn't win at the end. Um, mm-hmm. Which again, how he is still not everyone's target is beyond me. It's like this, all, all the guy has is the best resume. And, mm-hmm. and, and people still like, yeah, we pulled Michael into an alliance. Like, no, you should be making an alliance to get rid of Michael. Yeah, yeah. And that's what Putra's saying, that there's a lot of um, a lot of recruits this season and not not a whole lot of people that were fans. So we're like, are they all just like really not seeing how smart he is and how much of a threat he is? It's just so crazy how, like you would think that if we, I was in the house, I feel like, oh, I would pinpoint it. I'd be all over it, you know, like mm-hmm. as a fan, but I don't know, it's just crazy. Well, and I think that's how the game is going this season is people want the protection and they feel like if they have Michael around, Michael could win for them and keep them mm-hmm. safe. Uh, so, cause again, like, you know, um, Jasmine, after Michael won this HOH, Jasmine's like, well, you know, I never did, did you wrong. I never did anything wrong to you. You know, like, so she's thinking, okay, you know, I, I got it pretty, you know, I'm, I'm going to be okay this week because I've been nice to Michael, but, uh, you know, that, that worked out well. All right. <laughs> Spoiler <Yep>. alert. <laughs> we make our predictions before the season starts, all of us and our cousins, and we always send them over to Adam. We want to get like mm-hmm. his, you know, we want expert opinion. Win. Yes, we need the expert opinion. And this season, I don't know. Kara has Michael winning, so my money's on her this this year. I have Kyle, which isn't looking too well right now. Mm. So we'll see how it plays out. But I think Kara's in the running with Michael in the top spot. Fingers crossed, because I never predict it correctly. <laughs> Who's got Turner? No one. Because no I'm telling you, Turner's Turner's the one to look out for right now. Turner's the definitely going to be uh you know there at the end i feel like you know i don't think anybody's really targeting him at the moment um you know and i i and i think when the leftovers do implode they're going to be like begging turner to come his way mm-hmm. um, I, I just looked up my uh preseason predictions i also uh liked indy uh early on and and i thought uh okay so <laughs> here we go so my preseason prediction for taylor uh, i gave her three strips of bacon uh and my my uh just based on first impression despite her being a little too peppy which could be annoying i think taylor will do pretty well she's competed in beauty pageants so she's around so she's used to being around big egos if she could tone it down a little win a few comps early but not too many she can get pretty far so she didn't really tone it down early um she you know came out of the gate and just not even intentionally but like just came off as a little too flirty with the with the guys but again that wasn't that was good strategy and the other girls just got jealous so uh but yeah no, i i definitely thought that she would be you know somebody that would be a player in this game unfortunately her hoh was one of the worst hohs of all time um, was awful when you when yeah. you're when your target's changes 28 times and you get rid of somebody that's not coming after you um you know of all those targets that, that could have been there nope and I, I thought the same thing about michael's uh hoh i thought michael had the perfect opportunity to get rid of monty before the jury part 
to like solidify. And again, yeah, going against the leftovers, but he, he was in such a position where he could have, you know, regrouped from anywhere. Um, so, but let, again, let's see, you know, all, all, all these moves that people make that we question while they're making it, maybe he'll end up helping them win. Uh, and if it doesn't, we could say, yeah, see, we told you so. <laughs> yeah, my money's on Turner or Michael this year too. Like, I just love them. Everyone seems to love them. That it seems like, it seems hard to see the jury not vouching for one of them if they're in the end, yeah. but yeah. We were we were a little confused why you were why you liked indie so much in the beginning. We weren't seeing what you were seeing. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I feel like she unfortunately got just like she hooked her wagon to the wrong crowd. Because mm-hmm. uh, she was funny. She was the, you know, some comic relief. Uh, and the, you know, the fact that, you know, she was such a, a spiritual person, I kind of felt like, you know, she would be nicer. <laughs> Um, and then but you you did see signs of it but again like it's unfortunate that that mob mentality that takes over in a house like that does things to people that you know you you would never expect it to do um you know and like again when we're talking about like you know big brother alumni like some of the people that i hated on the show i've gotten to know and like they're great people some of the people that I, I liked on the show got to meet them and they're horrible people. Yeah. Um, but you know, that, that, that's you know, what that house does to people. And, you know, you can't tell what's going to happen until you have all those people in there playing the game. Uh, I just try to like look for characteristics of people and see like how that will, uh, how, how that can play out, uh, you know, when put into these situations. But uh, you know, again, Michael, I, I was just afraid Michael was, just he wasn't going to fit in early and just the easy person to get out. He was tall, uh, you know, like, oh, he, he, he might be competitive. Well, I mean, th- this kid's been killing it, killing it. I went seven, seven wins. Is that what he's up to? Yeah, I think Six he's wins, seven. seven wins. Yeah, it's he's ridiculous. He's killing it. <laughs> so one more question. Would you play Big Brother again? Uh, I'd like to say no, I'd never do it. My life is great. I have everything I need in life. Um, but if that phone rings and I mean, it, everything else in my life would have to be lined up. Um, I was very fortunate to have walked away from a job um, that held my job for me when I came back. Um, I was actually told by my boss, who at the time was a huge Big Brother fan, that, uh, you know, I, I, I didn't do anything wrong while I was in the show. So, like, she had people like, if anything happens, if he starts, you know, if, if he becomes a, one of those bad players, gone. Um, and again, like, I don't think that would ever happen if I went back. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it would be so hard to turn down. It would, like, I'll, I'll be honest it, I would, I want to say no, that I would never play again. But again, if you tell me one of these, like, you know, shortened seasons and, you know, you do enough of them and they start scraping the bottom of the barrel. Um, <laughs> I was, uh, you know, I, I, every now and then during a season, I will get into Twitter wars with some of the, uh, some, some of the trolls. And I, I, you know, as I say, I feed the trolls. I like, <laughs> I, I let them think that they're getting under my skin when, you know, I just like to, to have fun with them but uh i looked up yesterday there have been 316 
people to play Big Brother. There are 316 in 24 seasons. There have been 316 unique people. Not does not include the celebrity Big Brother. So the fact that you know, for them to you know get to like 310, and my my name will get called so to come back for a season. But hey, you know what? If they make that call, um, you know, and they've had everybody else on already, uh, sure, I'll go back. So we would love to see you back on. Yeah. I know for all stars, I was like, I messaged you and I was like, are you going on all stars? And you're like, I wish. I'm like, I hope that's not actually him replying and he's actually on. Uh, one day it'll be you. Yeah, no, again, it's, it's so hard, you know, for, you know, I'm, I'm married now. I have a kid, you know, my career is going, you know, pretty well. Uh, so to take three months away from, from everything is, uh, you know, I don't, you know, again, my daughter's so young, maybe if she was older, but again, if my daughter's older, then I'm older too. Um, and, you know, I'm not standing on the wall for like, as soon as the <laughs> wall competition, I'll just be like, drop. Yeah. <laughs> Although I, I am very proud to say that um, there is a uh, Instagram account, BBUS data, where they keep stats of everything going on. And mm -hmm. up until uh, Jasmine, uh, I was tied with Derek F for being on the wall the shortest <laughs> amount of time, but I did make it to the to the end of the credits. I did not fall before the end of the credits. That's, <laughs> That's that, so funny. That, as soon as they told us that okay, the show's wrapped up, I was like, okay, I'm like, I don't need to stay on much longer. But I, I was like, I'm getting to that commercial break. <laughs> getting to that commercial break. So yeah, so uh, Jasmine fell earlier than we than Derek F and I fell. So. <laughs> Would you do the challenge or survivor? Oh, hell no, 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 no. I mean, it's funny, like um, Amazing Race, maybe. I would not be able to do it with my wife. My, you know, you guys know my wife. She's from Staten Island. She's a fiery, you know, like a hothead at times because uh, that's what you Staten Island girls do. It's, it's, it's in your blood. Uh, and again, it's not like, it's not a bad thing. Like she's very competitive, but uh somebody would say something the wrong way to us and we would be like brawling on the streets or something. Um, but, you know, Amazing Race is the one that I would love to do because I love to travel. Um, mm -hmm. And I've talked to people, you know, you don't get to see all the great things as you're doing them, uh, but there is a lot of downtime where you're like on a train or, you know, um, you know, driving through and, and that would be cool. And, and I'm not afraid of heights, but mm -hmm. uh, no, some of these, some of these challenge competitions oh man like you know they're crazy i i get like the, um i think i'm caught up uh the, the one with the tires uh where they have to move the tires over mm -hmm. like, i would like get one tire across I'm like, okay i'm done and again like i i my mirror works i know they're not calling me for the challenge i'm not like <laughs> no, i'm not tyson i'm not like you know i'm six foot one there's no way i'm like you know he could probably bench press me you know, while I'm eating a bacon sandwich. Um, yeah, there's no way that I would, you know, that they would have me on that. And again, Survivor, if I really wanted to be on Survivor, I would have been applying for that. That was before mm -hmm. Big Brother. I mean, that came out right before it. Um, I love that. But I would not want to eat rice. Maybe. <laughs> I, I don't like fish to begin with. And like, you know, I would just die. And I need to sleep in a bed. And, you know, my, mm -hmm. my have not room was a, a wooden board with an army blanket on top of it. And that was so uncomfortable. 
inside of a house with a roof and I got to eat slop, which is not the best thing in the world, but it's still better than like maybe eating rice and a, a mosquito. Like, <laughs> no, 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 no. So who would you pick as your amazing race partner? If you could pick uh, anybody. Well, it, it's funny. Uh, and this is an you know, easy cop-out answer, but Dominic, that was on my season with Big Brother, you know, like the reason I picked him to be my partner on the show was he was a, a young, strong, athletic guy. And, you know, me, I'm, I'd like to think I'm more of a, a mental person, not I'm also kind of mental, but I'm saying like I, I'm better at like, you know, mental challenges and puzzles and stuff like that. Um, so I think like, you know, you need that yin and yang, you know, who's stronger at what. Um, and, I, and I think, uh, you know, we, we also would crack each other up so much, uh, you know, like we still talk from time to time and, you know, he'll post a picture of his daughter or something and I'll, I'll make some goofy comment. And again, one of those people I said, like, we'll start texting for like, you know, two weeks and then I'll talk for a bit. But uh, I think, you know, we, we would have a good time doing it. And, uh, you know, uh, if, if, uh, if I had to do it, like, again, with anybody else outside of that, uh, shit, I would take Tyson. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, that, that guy seems to be great at everything. Um, and he's, a, he's annoying enough to like, you know, take the brunt of it where I can be like, oh, Doc, I'm sorry. I can't, I can't. <laughs> um, you know, it, it, it's funny though. It, it, you guys are big Survivor fans, right? So uh, mm -hmm. at one of these charity events, we were doing a zip line um, and somehow I was teamed up with Boston Rob. Oh. And <laughs> to say like, I was never really a fan of Boston Rob. Again, I'm a Yankees fan. So like, as soon as the guy comes on, he's wearing a Boston Red Sox hat. I'm like, okay, I don't like this guy. And they, they brought him back so many times so he could finally win. Um, but like, so we're ziplining and I'm just, and we, we were chatting about it. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, you know, I'm like, uh, I wasn't really uh, rooting for you, man. I'm like, but I'm sure like there are so many people right now that are like, oh my God, I can't believe, how did you get to go on the zipline with Boston Rob? And he's like, hey, and you know, candidly, he's like, you know, it's, it's kind of fun sometimes. It's kind of annoying sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, you know, like he, he is, you know, he was a very great player of the game. Um, so, uh, but yeah, just to be able to be in an environment where here I am ziplining with Boston Rob. Like, so cool. how does that happen? How does that happen? I took a bus with Sugar. If you remember Sugar from Survivor? Old school Survivor. She was like one of my you know early uh, favorites. Uh, I was on a bus, you know, to Vegas from uh, from LA. We were going to Vegas for for an event. I'm hanging out on a bus with Sugar. I'm like, what's going on here? And then at again, last little uh, name dropping story. At a charity event in in California, I was on a shuttle from the hotel to the winery, and on that bus was Evil Dick, Sandra, Richard Hatch, um, Bob Crowley. Um, there was another big brother when I, I can't remember who else, but there was, I, we calculated there was like $8 million worth of CBS money <laughs> on that bus. And it was like, so and again, like, again, you go, you fangirls, like I'm a fangirl. Like, I'm just sitting around on this bus, like looking around like, oh my God, this is so, oh, Rachel, duh. Uh, mm -hmm. One of my season. Um, so I'm like looking around, like there's no way if you told me like 10 years ago, like I'd be hanging out with like all of this CBS reality uh, you know, royalty. 
uh, and I'm part of it. Like, <laughs> hi guys, you know, I guess you need yeah. a gesture, right? <laughs> that is so awesome. I think that's all we had as far as like the Big Brother reality interview part. But at the end of every <laughs> podcast, we do um, do our sweet thing of the week. So this could be anything, any food, a sweet thing. It doesn't have to be sweet. Drinks, Just something that anything. you love. Yeah, drinks, okay. anything. So, so actually, you came to the right place because talking about my love for bacon. Uh, whenever people ask me what's the best thing I've ever eaten with bacon in San Francisco, Dynamo Donuts, they make a bacon, apple, maple donut. Mm. And the way they make it is they, they fry up the bacon. They take the bacon fat. They put the apples in the bacon fat. They grill that up. They put that into the dough, knead up the dough, put those apple soaked bacon uh, the bacon soaked apple pieces they cover it with maple glaze they take that bacon they crumble it on top like i'm telling it, it is heaven you bite into it and you get that sweetness the saltiness the, the donut is so you know just moist and the only thing better than eating them fresh is eating them the next day mm. after they've been in the fridge because when you bite into it it's cold and it starts to like the flavor starts to come alive in your mouth again, like as it gets the moisture comes back and just the explosion of flavor is just, it's unreal. And that is the best thing I've ever eaten. And, you know, if you would have asked me 20 years ago, all of my favorite bacon dishes were savory. Now all my favorite bacon dishes are sweet. So hmm. that, that that's my sweet thang for the week. <laughs> I love that. That sounds, that sounds really amazing. good. Um, I'll make my sweet thing bacon theme too, because, I have, there's this place out here called First Watch. I don't know if, I think it's a chain, but they have this thing called the million dollar bacon and it's a few strips of bacon and they, they cook it with like honey and brown sugar. So it's like a really sweet and like tangy kind it's bacon, but it's like so sweet. And so it's just amazing. It's honestly, it's the best bacon I've ever had. So I yeah, to, s send me the link to that when we're done here. I will. I will. It's so good. That sounds really good. I'm mine's not bacon themed, but it's a classic snack or candy. It's the watermelon sour patch kids. They're just oh, yeah. a go-to classic. Classic. <laughs> my um my non-bacon sweet thing that I was actually gonna say was maybe <laughs> the cherry sour patch. They're limited oh. edition. They're at 7 Eleven right now. And those are my favorite sour patch. So love those. And my favorite sweet thing that is not uh, <laughs> bacon related, I'm looking for my phone, is, hold on a second, two, two. I can't remember, see, too many codes and everything. <laughs> sweetest thing is that right there. My, my daughter, she is the sweetest <laughs> little thing. Oh, she was going to a birthday party like where they were painting and they were doing um, Eiffel Tower. So it was like French theme. So of course, you know, my wife's like, oh, we got to get her an outfit to dress her up. And uh, yeah, she's, she's a sweet thing. She's a little sassy thing too. So uh, How I, I guess it comes with the territory, right? Yeah. It's funny because we, it's still like, like cool to see her grow. Cause I feel like we remember when she was born, like, I think she was born the same day our cousins got married. 
Yeah, right? and we sent so, him like a video. We were like, "Congratulations, <laughs> yeah. Adam!" So September twenty sixth, two thousand fifteen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like, we re- literally remember like when we saw you post about it, and we're like, "Oh mm-hmm. my god!" So now every year we're like, "How is she so old?" <laughs> <laughs> and then you know how you know when when the wedding anniversary is. So there you go, perfect, yeah. exactly. perfect. <laughs> One more question: Do Great. you prefer um, chewy bacon or crispy bacon? <laughs> um. And the answer is yes. Um, no, I, I prefer <laughs> chewy bacon. However, oh. crunchy bacon is good only two times on top of a salad and on top of a burger. Okay. Um, but the chewy bacon, because again, that's the flavors and the fat. There's so much flavor. And I, I've actually, you know, the scientificness of it is the crunchy bacon, crispy bacon, whatever you want to call it. That's more of like an explosion, like quick hit, bam, where the um, chewy bacon is more of like a slow, longer flavor. So mm-hmm. it depends on what you want. If your f- flavor is like, you know, you want it like, you want a big flavor, boom, get the, the crispy bacon. But if you want just like slow, kind of like, you know, the, um, it's like whiskeys or beers or whatever, like you know, the, the long aftertaste with, with chewy bacon. So, uh, but again, I, I don't care how people eat bacon. <laughs> Um, just eat it or actually what I care more about is vegetarians I want more vegetarians in the world because then this way there'll be more bacon (laughs) you heard it here first folks Mm -hmm. go vegetarian please go vegetarian (laughs) help me out Uh, before we go do you want to plug any of your podcast your social media i'm on uh you know sirius xm app uh big brothers we record every friday morning uh we have you know former house guests we have uh other media people come on sometimes we just do it ourselves it's uh with uh vito and uh chris stanley from the bennington show uh we so big brothers on sirius xm then i also do my uh, uh my blog the bacon tofu blog on Big Brother Network that comes out every Thursday morning. I used to do it earlier in the week. I used to do it on Tuesdays to kind of like break up the week, but so much happens now mm-hmm. between like Wednesday and Thursday's, you know, live show that like I try to like wait to the very last minute before I write it Thursday morning. Um, but again, like all these like last second flips, which haven't happened in a while, but uh, you know, people are like, oh, by the time they read it, they're like, oh, it's all outdated. I'm like, yeah, it happened five minutes ago. What do you want from me? Uh, anyway, Big Brother <laughs> Network, um, every Thursday morning, usually about 11 a.m. it's posted. Uh, my rankings, I rank best players of the week at uh, multiple strips of bacon, bad players of the week at multiple strips of tofu. And there's always one, sometimes two tofurkeys of the week for whoever has the very worst week. But uh, on Instagram, bacon guru BB13, on twitter at heavy metal teddy i know i'm not a millennial i don't have any idea why you should have the same twitter handle as instagram handle as facebook handle i don't know i'm not on tiktok i'm not on you know whatever other platforms there are there's too many platforms i'm old and i'm grumpy (laughs) we will link everything in the podcast description as well (laughs) there you go thank you so much and thanks for having me and again thanks for being fans and you know again like i said it's funny how there's some fans who you know just casual but like you know we've have a friendship for years now and you know it's great Mm -hmm. to see you talking about like watching my family grow great seeing you guys all growing up graduating college getting jobs 
uh, you know, getting out into the real world. And hopefully one day, one of you will be on Big Brother. Or, Fingers crossed. Or, or maybe <laughs> there you go. Maybe in one of these mini seasons that you have like six cousins versus six cousins. Yes, yes. Big Brother, <laughs> Big Brother death match. To the <laughs> Thank you guys so much for having me. Thank, Thank you. you so much we'll for coming on. Soon. <laughs> have a good night. Bye. You too. All right, everyone, we hope you enjoyed our interview with Adam Pock from Big Brother 13. I am sure you all hear how great of a person he is, and I hope you all go out and eat more bacon. Yeah, we'll link all his social media, his podcast, his blog, everything on Instagram and in the description so you can find Adam, find his hot takes on the house guests <laughs> and all that stuff. So make sure you're following us on Instagram at Sweet Things Podcast so you can find all of Adam's links. <laughs> all Adam's links. And we'll post a bunch of pictures this week. We have a mm -hmm. lot of things to post about people we've met. Yes. Old seasons, new seasons. We have a lot. And we have, we have so many pictures with Adam that you'll yeah. get to see. You'll see us grow with Adam throughout <laughs> the years. <laughs> uh, yeah, but we hope you enjoyed this interview. Um, like we said, we love interviewing. This is our second interview with someone from... A, Big Brother mm -hmm. or any reality TV show in general. So we hope we get to do more. Yeah, just let us know if you have anyone it. that you want us to interview that was on reality TV. Yeah, it will be so fun. <laughs> anyway, we hope you enjoyed. I'm Katiri. And I'm Kara. And have, and have the sweetest day. day. <laughs> <laughs>